Welcome back to the Health Rebels Podcast. Today's episode, we are gonna lay out the two pathways that cravings hit so that you can learn how to control them and ultimately control your cravings. And remember, here at Health Rebels, we are dedicated to helping you break free from common standards and redefine healthy living because honestly, your best life lives in a healthy body. And to redefine healthy living, we follow the the Health Rebels Oath, right? We swear to reject extremes. We energize ourselves through healthy habits, break free from common standards, excite ourselves about our potential, and love ourselves and act accordingly. Anyway, let's dive into today's episode and talk about the two pathways behind cravings. You know, I was talking with my friend last week. I was talking to my friend last week about emotional eating. And I gave him a tip that he had never heard before. And he said it was so impactful I had to share it with you. So we're putting it up on the podcast. And what I shared with him was that cravings, urges, they have two different pathways. There's a psychological pathway, our emotional side of cravings, and there's a physical pathway, the, the, the need, the urging of the body. And so what I want to talk about first is the, the, the psychological pathway. This is in our minds. This is typically to try to manage our emotions. Sometimes we get craving for emotional eating, right? Sometimes we get cravings for food because it's going to serve us on an emotional side, right? This is really common with sweets. Or if you have that comfort food, look, let's be honest. Since the pandemic and and the great resignation and inflation, and times are kind of tough right now. Stress is at an all-time high. People feel crummy. And... Brownies make us feel good, right? So we run to that brownie, right? And we get that first bite and we go, "Mm, there's the happiness. There's what I've been craving. Or maybe sometimes food's connected to memories, right? And there's just a memory that we want to re-experience by eating. Maybe a cookie reminds us of grandma. Right? But I was sharing with them, our mind has a really interesting connection to food. Our minds only really process the first bite and the last bite. You know, think about this. When you're at a meal, the only bites you really remember is that first bite where you go, Oh my God, this is so good. You got to try this. In the last bite, the last bite, we also remember because we go, oh, mm, that was so good. I'm glad I had that. Right? But you're never like in the middle of a conversation eating a meal and then just in the middle after your 15th bite of the burger go, oh my God, this burger is amazing. No, it's usually at the beginning and it's usually at the end. So if you have an emotional craving for the food, if there's an emotional hit of happiness you're looking for or a memory you're trying to reconnect to, 
You know, the reality is you can satisfy that with your first bite and your last bite. All the 37 bites in between does absolutely nothing for your mind, but it might do something to your waistline. It might do something to the scale. It might do something to your heart health. But it doesn't do anything to satisfy that craving. When you have a mental or an emotional craving for food, it's that first and last bite. So to satisfy that, look, I'm not going to tell you to never have another cookie again. I'm never going to tell you to, to lay off the sweets or, or to ignore all the food that you like. But if it's a mental craving, really, can you, can you contain it to a smaller serving? Can you get satisfied knowing that you'll only remember the first and last bite? Can you keep it to three to four bites? Now, what if that third bite hits hard? This is, this is possible, right? And there's a second pathway to for cravings. There is the physical pathway. When your body has a deficiency, it will long for that resource. It will beg you for that resource. It will pester you to get that resource, right? A lot of times, especially with diet culture, we've been taught to avoid food or in our busy, fast-paced lifestyle, people skip breakfast, they skip lunch, and then they get to the end of the day and they've got all these cravings and urges and, and hungers, right? If you're depriving your body, there may be a physical deficiency that your body is going to long for. And so it's going to force you to overeat. It's going to force you to try to hoard all that in because the physical properties of the body needs more resources. Now, we can, we can usually nip this in the bud ahead of time. We can proactively avoid this by being really intentional about two things, right? Having a balanced nutritional intake so that we're not missing anything, and then having a sufficient nutritional intake. No diets, no deprivations, no eliminations, no, no just depriving the body of resources it can use, but giving to the body, using nutrition to regularly supply the body with the nutrients it needs to have a vital, to have that vitality from the inside out. And if you can do that regularly, consistently, when you eat food, your body's really not going to care because it doesn't need extra resources. It already has it. Look, one of the things that surprises people a lot is when we have extra stuff, when we have treats around, when I go out socializing, I'm able to have a couple bites of something and then say, that's good. There's two things going for me. One, I have that advantage. I treat my body well and provide resources and nutrients all the time. So my body's not lacking. My body's not desperate for food. And then the second part is understanding that emotionally I can be satisfied in the first and the last bite. I don't have that need or that desire to, to overindulge. 
You know, our bodies are hardwired to hoard and to get extra resources. But more isn't better. More is more. And sometimes we don't need it, especially if we're already taking care of the pathways that lead to our cravings and urges. So that's my big takeaway today is if you're struggling with emotional eating, if you're struggling with cravings and urges, are you providing for these pathways beforehand? Are you proactively feeding yourself sufficiently so that you're not hungry, so that your body's not desperate? And are you doing other things in your life so that your mind isn't longing for an extra hit of happiness? Are you doing things regularly, taking care of yourself, living your best life, providing for your body so you can have that vitality from the inside out so that you don't really need to rely on sweets for happiness? And if you do that, I swear, if you can take care of those two pathways, you can take care of cravings. And if you come back Friday, I've got a nice little test that'll help you easily and simply identify, is it a mental craving or a physical craving? So make sure you come on back for the next episode of the Health Rebels podcast. And until I see you then, Rebel, you know what to do. Keep the oath. I hope that episode helped give you some steps you can take to break free from common standards so that you can live a happier, healthier life. I'd love to continue to support you on that path to redefining healthy living, so I want to invite you to join my free Facebook group, the Health Rebels Community. There, we post daily content to redefine what healthy living means by following the holistic wheel and the rebel oath. You'll also get community support with like-minded health rebels. If you're not already a member, search for the Health Rebels community on Facebook or go to facebook.com slash groups slash health rebels. I look forward to seeing you in there, rebel.